everybody. Welcome back to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 146. Aaron, coming off of uh, a pretty good week. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Okay, a well, good, a bad, <laughs> a good, bad week well, then. It's always good to beat the Kings. Yes, it's always indeed. good to beat your, your rival. In fact, I'd say almost dominate your rival for the whole season. Is yeah. it 3-0? Against the Kings, or is it? Uh, you know, all I know is it's an O. I don't right. think that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've got more games against the Kings this season. So mm-hmm. looking forward to those, of course. But um, we'll just go ahead and jump right into the games. But first, what we'll do is uh, make sure that you guys know uh, we appreciate you being here. Uh, please feel free to share us out there, retweet us out there, get some more folks in here so we can do the live chat portion, talking with you guys. We enjoy that so much. Uh, feel free to do that. And I know it's kind of weird because we're on time. I know. That does not happen yeah, normally. You, usually we're fighting gremlins right. or uh, for some reason or another we're late. We can make up an excuse. Right. But yep. uh, we're here. We're on time. And I apologize because it's not, not what we usually do. <laughs> we're usually late. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, feel free to, to do that. Support the show. We appreciate you. Okay. So let's talk about uh, these two games then. Okay. Sure. We had uh, the first game. Uh, against the Kings in L.A., mm-hmm. right? Uh, we end up going to overtime here, and Hurdle makes a phenomenal play. But this is Sachenko's first win in the NHL. Yes. So it was an, an overtime win, obviously. Yeah, so. fantastic for him. Glad to see Love him uh, get off to the ground running, I guess, yeah. if you will. He's he's had some appearances. He's had one other start before this, I believe. So uh, first win in the second start, I mm-hmm. think is what the stat is. That's not bad. That's pretty good for an NHL. Yeah. And a guy who I don't believe was even drafted super high, was he? I don't no. no. So um <laughs> he he started off, I think, a little bit shaky though. Yeah. Right? Because I remember sending the tweet out saying, Yeah, this is this is the reason why they got Alex Stalock. Not because mm-hmm. Stalock's here to save the season, okay, but because when that the rookies are having shaky starts like this and they're looking like, uh, you know, all might be uh, lost in this game. You've got a guy in a veteran in Alex Daylock who comes in and doesn't necessarily hold down the fort, but at least he can soak up a loss so that the, the young guys don't have to. You don't have to damage their confidence. Um, that whole speech, right? Uh, but, hey, he uh, he stood on his head for the rest of the game and uh, pulled it out in the end uh, yeah. there. So. He wasn't even drafted. He was no, I was going to say he's undrafted. Yeah. 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 yeah, I was mixing up someone else. Um, like the first two goals were in and out of his glove hand, right? Yeah. And after the game, he had mentioned like you know, he, he was very embarrassed and like, oh, <laughs> like that's that's not an NHL glove hand. And after that first goal, I mean, it was two quick goals. They're eight seconds apart. Um, it looked like oh, this is going to be really bad. Yep. But he kind of settled in and, and got better. Um, and I think uh, LA was kind of trying to pick on him on that glove hand the rest of the game, and they couldn't really quite get there. So he got better. Yeah. He, I remember, I remember him flashing leather yeah, uh, a few a more times, times in that game. Yeah. yeah, where he was like, "Okay, test me again." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they challenged him, and uh, he challenged right back, and he was equal to the task. So good on Sachenko there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, first NHL win. Congrats, congrats to the young netminder. So uh, happy to see that. Happy to see him uh, getting the opportunities. And a lot of fans have wanted him to step in and get some uh, some action, some NHL <laughs> action. So there you go. He's got it now. It's his first start. He's been doing relief quite a bit, but right. uh, for him to be able to take the reins for the full 60, uh, big deal for him. So uh, I'm sure his folks are just ecstatic. Yeah, I'm I can't sure. imagine, man. Yeah. All awesome. his family and friends back home. <laughs> just, I can't remember that guy. He used to score on him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Uh, speaking of scoring on them all the time, um, uh, the, the Sharks end up winning this game uh, because uh, Tomas Hurdle makes a beautiful play. Lots and lots of patience. <laughs> Takes this puck, wraps it. Do you want to go through it? Because it, it looks like you want to. Well, I'm just laughing because how many times has he done this move and it yeah. didn't work? Like, I think all of the Sharks fans <laughs> knew he was going to be doing the wraparound. Uh, everyone except uh, Jonathan Quick. Who mm-hmm. Quick seemed to be out of position a little bit. Yeah. And he uh, Hurdle was coming to his left. So Jonathan Quick, I think he was kind of screened, and then all of a sudden he popped out. So he dove to, as a desperation save to, to stop Hurdle from scoring, and then Hurdle just kept going around, wrapped it, mm-hmm. and um, there was like I think a defender there that he just dove, wasn't dove very in. strong, yeah. right? And uh, Quick didn't even have a chance to get up and go back, so it was completely he was completely out of position. Yeah, I mean, I was like, oh great, he's gonna miss this wraparound. <laughs> like he, not that he normally does, but it's like okay, he's gonna let's try and wrap this around. Murphy's let's law. See. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he did. He scored. Yeah. It was great. And it was so, like, matter of fact, after he scored, he was just like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> did it. I knew it. <laughs> nice. I'll be honest with you. When I first saw him uh, going uh, around to the Quicks uh, left-hand side, I guess you could say, yeah. um, I thought he was going to shoot. Right, yeah. I, I, I like the way that he, he was. He could have. He could have shot. He was. He would have been He's on his backhand because he went around that way. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have lifted it up, but he might have missed. Yeah. Or Quick could have made a desperation save and actually gotten a piece of it and stopped it so it was good for him to yeah. recognize yeah that. T- to me it looked like he was just going to let loose and fire but mm-hmm. um again the patience and it's something that we've seen from uh a couple of the high-end sharks players is that patience uh holding on to the puck not just dumping it getting rid of it uh and and in tight right there right not just firing the puck on the net because ah there's there's guys coming patience <laughs> hang on to it Make the goalie make a mistake, and then go ahead and go around the other side there, wrap it around. Uh, beautiful job. So the Sharks pick up two points, um, I, and, and I guess we could say unfortunately there. I don't know. We go ahead. I mean, I, I <laughs> it's hard. I can't root for LA, right? So it's really it's really difficult, right? But I can root against Vegas. We talked about this last show. We did, yeah. Like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So right now, LA is above. Vegas. In fact, Edmonton won and Vegas lost mm-hmm. tonight. So Vegas is currently in the fourth position in the Pacific. Um, Vancouver is has two games in hand, and they are only down by three points. So they could technically take over if they win those two games. Yeah. Now imagine how how disastrous is Vegas's season going right now if <laughs> Vancouver, who was at the bottom, maybe not the bottom, maybe they were at the bottom at one point. They were pretty close to the bottom. I think Seattle was always at they the bottom. They were down there. But they were down there, and they had a coaching switch. And, I mean, we saw this with St. Louis years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Coaching switch actually worked. They're, they're, I think it's Boudreaux. Um, Bruce Boudreaux is their coach now. And he's got them firing on all cylinders, and they're marching their way up. And Vancouver is in a very good spot to take over, which would be amazing. Yeah. I, if you're a Vegas fan, like, first of all, thank you for joining our show. Huh. But um, I, I just hope that they don't make playoffs because um, – They've never missed the playoffs. Right. Their fans need to have the misery. Yes. They need to be indoctrined into the NHL properly, <laughs> just like Seattle fans will exactly. be. Right? Like, come on. Have some yeah. humility. You don't get to the finals every year. So, um, <laughs> yes, I, I just hope that they, they, they don't make it. It would be fantastic. I'm on board. There's You don't need any convincing <laughs> on this side of the table. I am on board. Anytime... Uh, we can get Vegas to feel a little bit of that pain. I'm good with that. It's, just, mm-hmm. it's not even Vegas. It's just the fan base. Yes. 
and, 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 you know, team. To be fair, to be fair, we've had uh, a a Vegas fan who's somebody who actually did some I think articles or something. He he wrote for, yeah. for them or something. He popped on the show uh, one time in a, in a live stream. Uh, very nice guy, and and we enjoyed his company there. You mm-hmm. know, uh, virtually, digitally, whatever. Um, but beyond that, like. The general fan base. I just, I've never had a good interaction with it. Yeah, they're just, they're too um, entitled. Entitled. That's the best word to. Describe. Is that the right word? I don't yes. know. Entitled and not hum- humilified. I don't know what's the word. <laughs> it's not been a long day. Humble. Is yes. that the word you're looking for? Yes. Okay. Humiliated. <laughs> well, that would be nice. Right. Regardless, that is uh, the the first game in LA, and the second game in LA, an entirely different story. Uh, this oh, was a. I've used, I used the word shellacking last last uh, episode, yeah. right? Five nothing's pretty bad. This is a five nothing win the Sharks had over the LA Kings. Mm-hmm. Now this was at home, uh, in front of a very grateful, uh, not fighting each other, uh, San Jose crowd. Mind you, it was a five nothing, and none of those. There was no an empty netter either. Yeah. So that it wasn't like they pulled their goalie with That's, three yeah. minutes left and they scored another one. I can't imagine they would pull their goalie down four nothing. Uh, well, but thank you for clarifying. Right. I'm just saying it wasn't like three nothing and they yeah. scored two empty netters. And sure. Five. Sure. Which could happen. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, five nothing win. This is a big one. Uh, you had Tomas Hurdle picking up a pair of goals. You had Timo Meyer picking up a goal. He had two assists in there as well. Mm-hmm. Now for the two of them. That's 25 goals on the season apiece. Yes. Quite the milestone there. So yes. um, happy to see them kind of getting into form. I mean, Hurdle, we know what Hurdle brings, and we know he's capable, and we know Timo's capable, but we just haven't seen that out of Timo in the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. So really good to see him. We, we've seen him, you know, this season, obviously, he's, he's doing well, but to have him actually get to the milestone, to get to the that plateau, um, it, it, really good to see, and, and obviously we're hoping that he gets uh, even more as the season progresses so, here. So I'm looking at last season stats yeah. because last season they played 56 games. Yes, so it's and they're at 53 right now. So pretty comparable, okay. right? Uh, Hurdle had 19 goals and 24 assists. Timo Meyer had 12 goals and 19 assists. Yeah, how disastrous. Yeah, was that? that that's crazy. Like how how far he has come from in one one season, mm-hmm. just coming into his own. Um, so I mean, the team is playing better. You know, we've talked about this all year. Like, yeah. they, they just are gelling and coming together and playing for each other and doing all right. the doing all the things that you need to do to be successful. So, uh, congrats on them. Twenty five goals is a good milestone. Uh, yeah. Both of them, most likely, right now, it looks like they're going to hit thirty. It's almost yeah. a sure bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, hurdle. Not sure if it'll be with the Sharks, but. So. <laughs> See, you just had to just little rain. Cloud. I like it. I like it. Just Jeez, little jab, man. Little jab. Well, speaking of, yes, obviously, we'll talk about this later on, but we are on Hurdle Watch. But there's another watch that we're on right now as well. Um, you know who had, and I, I've said this last episode, there's no way he's getting to 10 goals this season. <laughs> uh, you know who had six shots on goal and and one goal? You know what Kellen Foster just said? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Answer the question. You know who had six shots on goal and one goal in these games? Not Noah Gregor. <laughs> How you feeling, buddy? Whatever. Where's that hat trick? Don't He's got a hat trick coming, doesn't he? Kellen either? Foster, don't forget you had Gregor miss the net in that five game, five nothing game as well. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what the bet's yeah. gonna be exactly, okay? But I know that it's for those of you who don't know. First of all, Aaron and I have a bet that Noah Gregor uh, will or won't get to ten goals by the end of the season. I'm taking the under. He's taking the over. The nine point five. So I'm feeling confident. He seems to think that somehow, some way, Noah Gregor's going to get a hat trick or two 
uh, to kind of boost himself <laughs> into the Tangle conversation. I don't know where it's coming from, but um, <laughs> you love this. He did. He had. He had nothing. Much. How many shots did he have that game? Nothing. No shots. He had 10, nothing. Was it ten minutes of ice time? Ten minutes and thirty-seven seconds of ice time. Did you say he was a scratch? The next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard to score goals when you're not in the lineup. Just an observation from this side of the table. Is it though? <laughs> Regardless, the guy who did have six shots on goal and a goal that game was Jonathan Dolan. Nice to see mm-hmm. him jumping back in, stepping up, uh, getting some some good playing time, some good minutes, and getting productive. Getting rewarded for it as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, back in the lineup in the top line, I believe, right? Mm. He was up there with... Um, What's the top line? I guess you'd say Hurdle and or uh, Meyer. Top six, he the interchange, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, good to see him start scoring again. I really feel like he just got out of shape. I mean, eighty-two games is a grind, yeah. so he his body's just not ready for it. But um, bouncing back much better than Noah Gregor, so I think uh, he deserves to be in the lineup. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, he's looking he's looking better than he has in the last two three weeks. So. Um, this is what the Sharks need in yeah. order to be competitive every night. Yeah. So it's good. It's good to see him get rewarded with the goal. So do do you do you want them to continue winning? That's the, the problem. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> like uh, they just said. Like uh, Sharks are only nine points out from Jetter. Sharks yeah. are only nine points out. Miracles can happen. Nine points out is a lot because you need other teams to lose at the same time. You know, but you are playing a lot of those teams at the same time. But we, what you had said before was, I kind of feel weird rooting for LA because I want them to take the spot over from Vegas. But beating LA, Vegas is doing it to themselves right now. It looks like, right? So they just lost in a weird sense. There might be an opportunity, and Timo had said in the post game, we still believe that we can have a shot of making playoffs here. Now, I don't know if that's just lip service. I'm assuming it is. As a player, they're not telling you, hey, please go out there with the media, be honest, and say there's no way in hell we're going to this, right? You have to believe. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just you're sure. going through the motions, and, and it's going to be awful hockey. So right. they're going to be fighting. They're going to be, I mean, at least playing spoiler. Yeah. Or getting their game better, well-rounded, so then when they go into next year, they're going to say, hey, Look at those last 20 games. Yeah, we missed playoffs, but those yeah. last 20 games, we put it together and believe more in the system, and it's working, and this is right. what we should be doing, and then injecting more skilled players next year. Like, it's going to be... It's a momentum thing, kind of. Like, yeah. well, momentum in the sense that, yeah, this system works, let's stick to it, versus blow it all up and get a new coach, which a lot of people want, which right. is silly. Um, so, I think... Um, I, I think it's a good thing. I still don't think they're going to make playoffs. I think nine points is too much at yeah. this point in the season. Um and not that I want them to tank. I mean, I'm not looking for them to get the first overall pick or the first three picks. Top 10 would be Top nice 10 would be great. Yeah. yeah. Top 10, that's a player that's going to be joining the Sharks in about two seasons versus a 15th overall pick, you know, right where you miss the playoffs and you're yeah. at the very end. That's the worst spot you could be. Um, that's a player that's going to join in about three years. And it probably wouldn't be an impact player. Right. It'd be more like... Maybe a second-line guy, yeah. maybe a second-pairing defenseman, not a super high-skilled guy. So I'm hoping for a top-10 pick. That that would make me happy. That's fair enough. Um, we were You talked about the system and the system works, and we'll get to a little bit about a system change uh, that happened. But first, uh, we do have a clip from Bob here talking about 
um, some of the guys that came back. Now, we had talked about before, uh, I think it was last episode, I had said, you know, the team right now, and that was a week ago, um, very different from the team that was originally put uh, on the ice, at least on the roster, on paper, uh, in game one of the season, right? Absolutely. So very, very different team um, from what you're seeing now. And what I meant by that was half the team was Barracuda. So for you to be able to get guys back, even, I mean, we're talking about Megna, right? Right. That's yeah. not even a guy that was in the lineup day one, but yeah. it was like, man, he was he got hurt too, and him coming back was an impact. Uh, but then obviously guys like, you know, uh, Eric Carlson, having Carlson mm-hmm. come back in, immediate impact, his ability to control the puck. Hate him all you want, YouTube, okay? <laughs> Hate him all you want. I know you don't like his dollar amount and his price tag. You have to respect the skill, though. He's absolutely incredible. Two games back, and he's and there's two wins. Incredible. I, I don't think there's a coincidence there. I mean, I'm not saying he drives the whole team, but he certainly helps getting that yeah. puck out of their own zone, skating it out, not even just throwing it out, right? So he, yeah, you keep possession and control, and your team is better. And that's one of the things I love about it is is his ability to possess and control. Mm-hmm. There, it, it, maybe that gets overlooked a little bit, but just being able to, to make the right play at the right time Getting the puck to a, a player who's open, uh, skating it across the blue line with ease. Teams back off on him a lot of times. Um, he brings that presence and he brings that ability to give your team a chance, whether or not they bury it. Now I can't remember who it was. It might have been Reedy, one of the the younger guys. I think ripped a pass to him from like blue line to blue line, and he just was not ready for it. Whoever it was, and it just went right off of his. Uh, I think it went under um, under his uh, his stick there, probably on the heel. I can't remember who it was now. But it was actually it was right inside the offensive zone because he had it. It was it would have been a shot right oh, next to the post there. Uh, Gadjevich, wasn't it? Was it Gads? I thought it was. It was someone on the fourth line. Regardless, it was yeah. one of them, and it just went under the stick. And yeah, it just he, he couldn't do it. He couldn't bury it. Yep. And uh, you know, a more seasoned player maybe picks that one up, but you can't fault a guy like Eric Carlson for something like that where the guy can't control it. It was a great pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he saw him. That's the thing. He's got that vision. So, um, you know, Jumbo from the blue line. You know, he's, he's incredible for me. I love the guy. Uh, I know some of you guys don't like the price tag, but, again, you have to respect the skill. Another guy that came back in that game uh, played amazing, Aiden Hill. Again, yes. it was a 5 nothing win. Comes back off the IR and picks up a shutout. Good on you, right? Yeah. Second one of the season. Yeah. Him. So we've been talking a lot about James Reimer and how much he's impacted the team, mm-hmm. but, you know, good on Aiden Hill. Uh, making the uh, the re debut, if you will, after the uh, the injury, and that there. that brought his save percentage up to nine oh six on the season. It's you know better, who's still better than <laughs> still better than Joner. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know whose save percentage is it nine oh six? You know who's got the worst save percentage in the league? Uh, isn't it uh, Toronto's goalie? No, Jonathan Oh, really? Jonathan I thought Mrazek was worse now. Quick has the low. Well, maybe, I don't know, after today or something like that. But Jonathan uh, Quick, last I saw, Jonathan Quick has the lowest. And then a few uh, goaltenders down the list. Just a few. Yeah. Like Martin Jones. <laughs> Mrazek is uh, right now the Toronto leading yeah. uh, goalie. And Toronto, you know, being Toronto in the sure. media, is throwing a hissy fit that they need to make a trade for a goalie. Right. So they want to get Flurry in. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they try and deal for one of the Sharks goalies. I was gonna say Reimer. I would, Reimer was I would a fan favorite in Toronto. He played there not before. Be shocked. So would not be shocked. But he's hurt right now. Who knows? I don't know how bad it is. I don't know what's yeah. going on. But um, in any yeah. case, those guys coming back from IR, big deal for the Sharks. It changes the outlook a little bit, and we do have Bob talking about this. We do. 
So go ahead and send me set. Yeah, right. fire away. Uh, Bob was asked about kind of uh, there's there's two questions here. One of them is about kind of the lineup and and because the Sharks are missing eight, I think, of their starting players, and they're starting to come back now with Carlson, Magna, and uh, Aiden Hill. So he was asked about that, and then he was asked about the blowout win or the blowout loss against I think it was against Tampa, right? Eight nothing. Mm. Is that who it was? Anyway, the Sharks eight nothing loss. So here's uh, Bob Bugner talking about both of these things. Well, I think uh, both those guys uh, injected, uh, um, you know, some energy in the lineup. I think guys were excited to get some, uh, you know, full-time players back. And I thought you saw the uh, direct result of that with Carly in L.A. the other night, Hiller tonight. Um, you know, don't overlook uh, Megan coming back as well as uh, a huge part of what we're doing the last two games. And, uh you know, it's nice. We're just rolling our bench. We're getting contributions from every line, and uh, um, you know, we can spread ice time out. And we're staying out of the penalty box. That's a big difference. Uh, Tommy Hurdle and Cooch and those guys aren't uh, um, playing those heavy, heavy minutes on the PK, and that makes a big difference for their offense. Yeah, it's a lot different team you saw on the ice against the eight nothing loss. But I mean, you look around the league; it happened. Uh, you know, the other night, I, mean, I was reading Jerry Gallant yelling about the Rangers leaving their goalie out to dry, and that's a pretty good hockey team. So every team's going to have those, especially uh, um, you, you know when you're missing. I think it was nine guys at the time, but uh, you know we went through uh, we went through a lot of adversity, and uh, um, you know we're getting healthy and we're starting to play well. And uh, you know who knows where that takes us. We got a tough game on Tuesday against. Uh, you know, one of the best teams in the league, but uh, we're going to enjoy this one for tonight for sure. Quick correction there: uh, the the Tampa was a seven to one. It was Nashville who was eight nothing. Yeah. just kind of yeah, yeah. But like you said, like uh, who is it? Uh, who did you say it got blown out? So it it uh, the New York Rangers. So like it it happens to good teams. Yeah. Like probably one or two games a year where it's just like what happened? Everyone's just off. Yeah, it's an off night. I mean, I'm not saying the Sharks are the best team. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> but a lot of teams, even the best teams in the league, right. or one of the top teams in the league, it happens to them. Just not their night. It happens to good teams, and it happens to the Sharks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who. Nicholas Egan, Sharks will need 35 points in the final 24 games, so 729 points percentage to hit 94 points, which is usually the barrier between the playoffs and missing. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't either. I, I mean. Again, you've got Timo in there saying, uh, to the media, though, he's saying, um, we still believe we can make playoffs. No, it's, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, by the numbers? You're not, yeah. They're not mathematically out of exactly. it. Exactly. Thank you, mathematically. You'll you're 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 not until you're not. <laughs> you're there until you're not. Uh, you're, you're as close to not as pretty much possible. I think, well, what is it, still 2% chance or whatever it is? It's I low. Look. I don't even look. So... It's- Regardless of what it is, my assumption is, unfortunately, this will not be a playoff team again this season for the third season in a row, the first time in franchise history, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. So um, that's that's my expectation, so I'm just kind of rolling with that. Hey, if they surprise me, I'm not going to be mad. Right. Right? Yeah. But I think, realistically, you have a big enough sample size now. We're well past halfway through the season. I think we know what this team is probably going to do. Uh, unless you think there's a market correction uh, to be had here, <sighs> just uh, maybe the other way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do have four games this week. Yeah, and it's all right before the trade deadline, so we will know exactly where the Sharks stand by the trade deadline. Yeah, they'll have roughly at least the, the Sunday game against Arizona is earlier too. Yeah. so it's not like a ending at 10 p.m. <laughs> at night. So uh, I'm sure, like during the roll call, we'll uh, we'll f- have a lot of questions about. Yeah. 
turtle and trades and all that Anthony, kind of stuff. Anthony like, Sanchez, can we all laugh at how horrible Vegas looks right now? Yes. Yes, we can. Yes. Hold yes. on, ready? <laughs> uh, thank you for that moment. Yeah. Appreciate that, Anthony. You know what? I hope Vegas just missed playoffs so they get the 16th pick. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Dude, our luck, they'll still win the lottery, whatever. I don't even think they're in the lottery that high. Is it? No. I, I thought all changed, of them get an opportunity. They changed you know? the rules. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Or they have less chances. I don't know. Whatever. I'm cool with that. Uh, I believe there's a tweet that you wanted to bring up here. No. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. We want to talk no about we're going to talk about the system changing. Yeah, that's right. We want to talk about the system change. Right. Um, something that Bob had brought up. Now, we also have a clip of this. I don't know if you want to talk about it first a little bit and then do the clip. But I think probably maybe set the clip up first and then we'll talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, again, this is Bob Bugner yeah. talking about the new system changes that the Sharks have made uh, for their What's it called? Four checking, defensive, neutral zone, not trap, yeah. but uh, kind of like how to. Um, the the whole reasoning for this is the Sharks' PK is number almost number one. I think they're number two still technically. Yeah. But in the last you know half of the season, they've been the, the best PK. Like, how come that's not translating to their five on five? Play, right, right. Right. So they made adjustments two games ago. What that happened in those two games? Yeah. The two wins. So there's this is a couple questions. I think there's three questions that were asked uh, specifically about these the systematic change. So here's Bob and what they changed and why it's working. Well, we we worked on a we had a major overhaul of our neutral zone system in the last few days, and it's something I've been thinking about for a while. Um, and uh, and that's what we did, but. Because of what we're doing in neutral zone, teams are chipping and dumping more, and we're allowing to. Our, we're, we're getting to spots. We're arriving into our, our D zone and, and better spots to, to to help out in those exits. And we have some automatic exits that we've been working on as a team, and um, you know, just try to simplify it a little bit because it was one of the areas that we we're starting to uh, really suffer in is, is teams coming over our line with too much control, and um, you know, our, and our breakouts weren't clean. Um, so we changed some things up, and uh, the guys to respond. I think they like the change, and uh, um, you know, it's it's it suits our team um, better at this point in time of year. I think. Uh, no, we we were. Uh, it's it's more of a one one three, and something we haven't done all year. Um, but uh, you could see we're taking away the middle of the ice, forcing teams wide, and, and building that wall. It's in, and one of the reasons we did it was because you know we're such a good penalty to kill team in the one three when we only have four guys on the ice. Um, you know, so parlay that into a five man system, and, and it's the same mentality. Is it a challenge to change things systemically like, like that? Um, yeah, it is, and uh, um, but it was something that it's it's again because because we're such a good PK team, and I, I think the guys see the results of that. That uh, um, you know it was an easy buy-in for our guys, and and uh, yeah, we went and uh, had some sort of classroom-style video sessions for you know the first two days of the week here, uh, our practice days, and then we implemented it in practice and uh you know we tried it the other night in la for the first time and uh um you know and, and again tonight so it's something that we're looking to stay on so for all the people that um have this issue with bob Bugner as a coach um stuff like this kind of points me in the other direction right now it seems like it might be simple but he's taking a strategy that works a man down and he's utilizing that in his five on five play so what he said was and if you watch their pk it's a one three 
Okay, they've got one guy in the neutral zone, and then they've got three guys behind them across the blue line. Everybody's backing in. So basically what they're trying to do is they take away the middle because you can't skate right past that guy dead center. You're going to go left or you're going to go right. And um, Aaron was talking about this in soccer as well, and, and what we do in hockey, we use that those boards. He says like a defenseman for me, it's just it's a wall. you got nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So you've got nowhere to go up against the wall. You've got a guy pressuring from the middle towards uh, going towards the wall. And then you've also got one of those three on the blue line that's acting as a wall in front of you. And that's working very good because they've got nowhere to go. So they're kind of flipping the puck in the zone, and that's all they can do. If they try to charge through it, they end up getting hit. Shimmick loves this, I bet. Yeah. So you've got that system working for you in the PK. Now you implement the same exact thing with on the 5-on-5 by having a 1-1-3. One, one, and essentially what you're doing is even if that first guy gets beat up the middle uh, towards the, the boards... You've got that second guy in the middle still that just basically darts out. And then the first guy can always jump back. No big deal. So there's a whole lot going on there that's that's going right for the Sharks in, in the neutral zone at 5-on-5 five five in the same way that it was going right for them on the PK. And, I mean, look at the last two games. It seems to have worked out pretty well. And the, the buy-in is easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy because it's a system that they're already using. They're just adding an extra man to it. And so there's really nothing new to learn there except for that extra man. Right. So it's an easy system to buy into because there's no real change. It's taking something that's familiar and just making a little modification to it. I mean, I think it was Shang that asked, is this basically the trap? Yeah. Like the, tra- and, uh, the trap going back to New Jersey days in the late 90s when it was, this is what changed hockey mm-hmm. because, uh, I mean, this is a different era where you can clutch and grab, you know, yeah, you yeah. can stop anyone. Um, but... They they kind of um, tried to get rid of the trap after the lockout, like making it not illegal, but just the way that the game's different and opened up, it changed things. But, of course, coaches are going to figure out when you don't have a team that's skilled enough to do stuff, you're going to clog up things. This is kind of like the trap in a way. Yeah. Um, and the trap is, is essentially like, I think of the trap, you didn't have any floor checkers, right? You just pulled everyone back? More or less, yeah. You, force the, you funnel them into uh, a, a certain area, and then you, you're, you're trapping them, right? right. So, yeah, you, you're kind of fun, And that's essentially what this is. They're funneling them out of the middle of the neutral zone mm-hmm. and towards the boards and into a player that's standing on the blue line, into a player that's behind that first player in the center of the rink, uh, pushing him wide. Um, and it's funny, actually, now that I think about it, when I watch the my, my boys play roller, this is one of the things that the coach does with the roller kids is they've got two guys in like an I formation up top and then two kids behind because it's four on, on four for roller. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially the same thing they're doing. That first player takes the puck carrier up to a certain point, and the second guy back now is able to go towards the boards. That first Pinch guy peels off. off. Exactly. Yeah. So the first guy acts as the funnel. The second guy actually does the attacking, and then the first guy goes and covers the pass mm-hmm. going through the middle. So that's all his job is, is just to be a cone in the middle and force that guy one <laughs> way or the other, and then the second guy picks him up after he makes that move. Be a pilot. So. What's that? Be a pylon. Be a pylon, yeah. <laughs> the be a first pylon. guy. Bring all the enforcer defensemen back. Right. Just be a pylon. You know, okay. I wonder if Shimmick's hits are going to go up oh. now that they're changing this. Because he's going to be playing... I mean, he plays the PK normally yeah. and he gets his hits there, but um, now they're going to be doing the same system on 5-on-5, five five, and it's going to be funneling to the outside to yeah. where he's at, and he's just going to stand him off the blue line. So I think we might see some more monster hits at the blue line from Shimmick. And, and you know, people get upset with the power plays where you go in, you drop the puck back, or you pass the puck backwards, and you've yeah. got that one guy. That's one way to try to uh, get rid of this system. 
right? That one three, right? That they're they're doing on on PKs mm -hmm. is to try to get them to go all the way into their their end of the neutral zone and then pass the puck back so that they're sucked back into that section of the neutral zone and then they're kind of stuck. They're flat footed or they have to come towards you. In which case, you, one little move and you burn around. So that's why they do that is to try to catch the the, the PK defense uh, flat footed. Most teams aren't going to do that five on five. Most teams aren't going to bring it in, then pass back to the defense, and then try to charge across the line five on five. Yeah. And even if they do, you've got two guys in the neutral zone that you're trying to burn. So not really going to work. If a team is trying to get a line change and they're just trying to get to the basically past the half line so they can uh, or the red line so they can not ice the puck. Yeah. Um, are we going to see more transition because they're going to intercept the puck where they're not going to be able to get it deep? They're going to intercept it, and then someone like Carlson or Burns is going to take the puck and try and get a you know when, while they're doing a line change, you're going to get more counterattacks yeah. in a way. I think that's the beauty of this too is that when they're not able to get into the into the offensive zone, right? Right. When they're not able to get in, and they're just kind of flipping the puck in there. Um, and I, again, I go back to what we teach the kids: is you're you're throwing the puck away, you're you're giving mm -hmm. the puck to the other team. Mm -hmm. Every time you panic and throw the puck. You're giving the puck to the other team. Now, NHL players aren't going to panic and throw the puck. But when they're <laughs> trying to dump it in, right. when you're trying to dump it in, but you've got someone pressuring you towards the boards, it's not the defenseman that's pressuring you towards the boards. It's going to be that that guy in that I formation, the 1-1. One, one. one of those guys is going to be drilling you. So when you flip it in, you're you're absorbing that hit. The guys that are on the blue line are the ones that are going to actually be able to retrieve the puck without you forechecking because you're getting hit. So that essentially gives the puck to guys like Burns and Carlson, and that is exactly what the Sharks want. They want the puck in their hands mm -hmm. in the offense, or sorry, in the defensive zone to get that breakout pass. Do you think someone with a lot of speed is going to get a lot of chances? I think someone with a lot of speed already got a lot of chances. Don't try this with me, Aaron. Do not try this with me, okay? He's got a lot of chances already. He's not able to bury it. Hat tricks, it's, no. Right no, here. it's going to come. It's going to come. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You know what? So here's what we're gonna do, and I'm sorry, <laughs> Super Producer Jason, because you're gonna have to make a graphic. Do you remember Pavelski goal watch uh, with the eagle flying over above? Oh, uh, we're gonna we have go. to do something for Noah Gregor, but you're not gonna have to do much work, Super Producer Jason, because it's gonna be one graphic, and you're not gonna have to flip the tiles over at all because it's not happening. Speaking of graphics, yes. we do have a tweet here from Corey. Mess. Oh, now we want to talk about the tweet. Sure, go ahead. You can throw this up here on on the screen, <laughs> uh, Corey. Corey sent this out today. Um, this is the stats of the San Jose Sharks for the last 20 games. Now, I don't know if you remember, but the power play is, was kind of atrocious for a while. For a while. And it's, been, it's picked up. Part of the problem, though, is they're not getting enough power plays. I think that's kind of correcting itself now. But they are 25.4% on the power play, which is eighth in NHL. They're 94.6 on the PK, which is first. They've only given up three goals in 20 games. That's incredible. Which is insane. But then you look at the other side, five on five, so even strength. Uh, there, what is the CF's percentage? Corsi? Or Corsi four. Yeah, 32nd, they're last. Expected goals for 31st, second to last. Actual goals for yeah. 32nd. Yeah. They're just awful. They're being outscored 53 to 29 at five on five, and then it's 60 to 32 at evens. Right. So four on four, three on three, right. or five on five. So, um, this this is probably the reason. This is probably what Bob looked at and said, "You know what? 
Our PK is doing great. Yeah. We need to change this to change these stats on our five on five. Use what works when you have one man less. And we, this is something we talked about years ago too. How come the Sharks are so good with a man down, mm-hmm. but when they're even up or even on the power play, they're they're terrible, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying this is why, but it's it's something that you can look at and go, well, I mean, this is absolutely one way to improve it. You can take the strategy that you're using for the PK that is working so well. And, and just apply it five on five. You have an extra man. It should be easier to get the puck away, right? Yes. So, um, <laughs> again, it, it, I, I don't know enough about coaching uh, at, at the NHL level, per se, to say that Bob Bugner is a bad coach. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do that. But what I can do is say, this is a pretty smart move. Um, whether other coaches are already doing this and this is why their defenses are good or whatever the case is, I think this is a pretty smart move to uh, implement a change midseason that isn't even really a change. It's just what they've been doing on the PK. It's so easy for them to learn because we're already doing it. You just need to add somebody. That's right. it. So um, And for it to be working, that's, that's, that's huge. Um, so, you know, hats off, kudos uh, to Bob Bugner there, I think. Um, I don't. I can't say bad things about the guy. I think he's doing a fine job. So he's he's doing what he can with the cards. He's not in duct tape. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's so many guys that are still in the IR yes. that uh, Carlson back is a big help, and he's looking good. He, and he had a ton of ice time yeah. his first game back. So um, that's gonna that's definitely gonna help the team. Where are you gonna? No, just Lundy uh, said. How much did I miss? You missed the whole show. Buddy. <laughs> just about maybe right. your week where most relationships are weak. Communication. Yeah, that could be it too. Absolutely. Let's. Uh, you want to do roll call? Yeah, let's do roll call. All right, roll call. Tell us where you are watching from, and what do you want to ask? Goal I'm afraid. I'm goal afraid. Watch. Yeah. Okay. You want to do the goal thing again? Because I mean, you got y'all got to be with me on this one. But let's not. Let's not do that again. Um, let's do something about hurdle, man. It's got to be about hurdle. Does hurdle get thirty goals with the Sharks or with another team? Because he technically could get it in the next four games I if think, he's not traded until the deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's five goals in four games. That's doable. Very doable. Absolutely doable yeah. for a guy like Hurdle. For, yeah. And he's picking it up now because he was he didn't score a goal for was it, over a month uh, before the first LA game. So does Hurdle hit forty goals this season? Period. Oh, Whether he's good. with the Sharks or with with anybody that's 15 else. Fifteen more goals. Fifteen more goals. It's definitely doable. Now, if he gets traded, he's got to figure himself out in their system. But does Hurdle get 40 goals by the end of the season? Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think that's a decent one. Good? Sure. All right. That's what we'll do. So uh, (laughs) do that for roll call. Also, a couple things. Uh, One, we put up the tweet there by uh, Corey. If you're not following Corey, uh, you you absolutely should be. Um, Follow him on Twitter. He's a, a great, great resource. Um, he's with The Athletic, does lots of good articles there. A very analytical approach, as mm-hmm. you just saw with the tweets. So if that's kind of up your alley, feel free uh, to follow him. He's uh, he's our people. He's good stuff. So. Well, I'd like to know, I mean, we got a decent amount of people in here. How many of you were at the game in L.A., oh, yeah. if any of you were there? Because there were in a lot LA? of Sharks fans. Yeah, the one in L.A. Yeah. There was a lot of Sharks fans down there, um, either traveling down there or they lived down there, mm-hmm. and they just showed up to the game and cheered on the Sharks, beating them in overtime. Um, also, we'll go ahead before we jump in. We'll let the roll call kind of thing uh, go right now. But uh, just to remind you guys, thefinfactor.com. We've got the shirts and stickers and hats, all kinds of stuff. 
Um, if you like the show, you want to help support the show, please feel free go there, pick yourself up something uh, like this hat, for instance. So uh, you can support the show that way. You can also use super chat function. Uh, we can see your message on the screen. We'll go ahead and answer any question that you have. If you don't like using uh, YouTube, going through them, you can use Venmo. We are at the Fin Factor on Venmo, and I think Super Producer Jason might be uh, keeping an eye on that or something. So if we happen to get that, we'll answer that question or uh, read that comment off right here on the air. If we uh, miss it for whatever reason we'll go ahead and circle back the next show which would be next week i guess uh and we'll uh, go from there so we'll, we'll answer your question your comment or whatever it is at that point in time so uh feel free if you guys would like to support the show uh thank you otherwise on, for me honestly sharing retweeting getting the word out there getting your friends in here um, you said we got quite a few people in the chat here so uh again thank you for that guys we appreciate that um but that's that's one of the best ways to support the show too so thank you very much Thanks. We're good. Okay. <laughs> Colorado Springs. Hurdle will cap out at 34 goals with the Minnesota Wild. I would only be happy if Rossi comes back our way, but okay. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. I would like to know what Lundy thinks about that one. Sure. Yeah. He's commenting. Sword. <laughs> yeah. Love seeing Vegas in shambles with Eichel's 10 million contract. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yes. I like that. Yes. That makes you me saw happy. Uh, the comment about them. <laughs> The Buffalo fans, it only took them him getting traded and like seven years for oh, them to get into said? the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little salty wow. there. Uh, are you able to ship across to Canada yet? I'm getting thumbs up from Super Producer Jason. So apparently, yes, we are now able to ship across to Canada. So uh They'll if, pay import taxes though. You uh, will pay import clo- taxes. Clothing is expensive, like twenty percent tax. Twenty percent tax if you yeah. didn't hear okay. that. Okay, twenty percent tax for uh, import, for import. Yeah. yeah. So we apologize for that. Our hands are tied. I apologize. But what we can do, maybe the, we'll the Mounties collected. We'll, <laughs> we're paying off the Mounties. Maybe you'll find something extra in the box or something. I don't know. We'll we'll see what we can do. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Good. Uh, All right. What's next? Upcoming now? games. Upcoming games. All right. So that you said there were four of them. Four. Now it starts on Tuesday, correct? Tuesday is Florida, and it was going to be the return of Joe Thornton, but he is on IR. So Will he be in the building? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he went on the trip. Okay. I'm going to have to look that up because they're playing in L.A. right now. Oh, okay. So they're on the West Coast. Um, I would like to think that he's back. Uh, Lundy, thanks for the dollar ninety nine. Hurdle deserves better than the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> I saw. That's yeah. what I wanted to know right there. That's what I was asking yeah. for. I wonder what he wanted to know, uh, what he wanted to say about the Wild there. So cool. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Uh, Hurdle will get to forty. Huh? I think he will. All right, so uh, Tuesday against Florida, yep. that's here. And then um, Thursday, they're playing the Kings again in L.A. How about that? What do you think that's going to happen there? Oh, it's gonna. I think it's going to be a rougher game. I think it's going to oh, yeah. be um, much more... Well, see, it's hard to say that, though, because L.A.'s beat up, too. I thought the last game was going to be chippier than it was. Yeah. Because they just played... They just lost in overtime. But I thought they were going to be fighting... Right, that was a tight game. It was kind of just a no. Back I know. And forth. So I thought that game. I yeah. thought the second game was going to be chippier, especially after they go down so much. I thought there's going to be more fights and more like. And then they're playing them again, like yeah. on, uh, less than a week later. See, I, I think this this game has uh, a bigger propensity to be chippy as opposed to the last game that they just played, the second of the, yeah. the two, uh, just because it was a five nothing game. There's a bit of embarrassment there, right? Um, I feel like that's where LA is going to go. Okay, you know, nuts of this. We're going to right. So they come out. I feel like that's that. This coming game is going to get a little bit um, uh, chippier on that end. So, so I'm just going to spitball here. Oh, 
And I actually just spit. You did. If, Thank you for um, that. If there could be a chance, maybe not, if the Sharks get in the playoffs and they're the first wild card team, not the second wild card team, yeah. and L.A. somehow jumps Calgary, they would play each other in the playoffs. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yes. I, I, it's very, very doubtful. Oh, we got but. another one here. Lundy, $1.99. We would do better with Braun and Pickle. <laughs> I would gladly trade. You know what? That's actually an interesting... He's uh, saying bring Braun back to the I Sharks. know that. that that's, that's interesting. This is probably one of the few times that I'm going to go, you know what, Lundy? You might have something here. You might have something here, Lundy. Uh, I don't if, know, man. If they go on a bit of a streak here, let's say in, they have five games till uh, the, the deadline, right? Yeah. Let's say... Four games. The Sharks. The Sharks do. Yeah. Until the deadline? I thought it was five games, but there's four games this week. Is that not the case? The deadline's on Monday. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Wow. So we play four games and it's the deadline the next Jeez, day. Jeez, dude. It's, it's late. <laughs> I'm tired. Um... So, okay, let's say they win out these four games. Or they get real close, seven points, right? Okay. Let's say they get real close, and you hear news that Tomas Hurdle has not been traded. Tomas Hurdle has re-signed for X amount, for X amount of years. Doesn't matter. Um, gosh, where do you go from there now? Do you, do you think that before the trade deadline, if they're kind of making that push and they've committed to Hurdle... Do you think they do a little trade here or there to maybe give a little bit of a, a bolster to the roster? To be a buyer, you mean? Just a little bit. I just don't. I don't see it, man. I just don't. No, see I it. don't see it either. I'm saying, given the this set of criteria, the fact, or sorry, the fact, they, if, if we assume that they had won these games, they got seven out of eight points, whatever. If we assume that, if we see that hurdle gets signed, do you think? That they go and they make one little acquisition here or there. I mean, if they're lucky, they're playing Florida, L.A., Colorado, Arizona. Tough. Two contenders there. Yep. A cup contenders. Um, if they somehow get points from that, let's say seven points, right? I mean, they're, they have four games in hand on Anaheim, but they might catch Anaheim and Winnipeg, and they'd still be fourth or fifth on the wild card rankings. Okay. I just don't see it where they're going to go... Yeah, we're gonna go all in, or not all in, but we're gonna okay. go in and, and uh, get people. I just, I still don't see it. So even if they ran the table, eight points, four and zero this week, we're still sellers. I think so. Okay. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry folks. I don't see it. And honestly, I, I have to agree with him. I just, I do. I agree with you. I just, no matter what happens from this point, I think we're we're already kind of in this. Uh, this mentality where I feel like we're going to be selling. Now, it'll be interesting because, again, post-game, Timo had said, we think that we still have a shot at playoffs. If you win out, but you're still sellers, there's a, just, yeah, then think, that, was, that was them telling you, say that. <laughs> if the Sharks are buyers and not sellers, yeah. I think that's going to set them back another year I think too. it would too. I I, think it would that's too. the problem. I'm, look, I'm thinking more long-term yes. uh, health of the team in terms of getting back in the playoffs and being yep. a contender. No, I, agree. I just I don't see it. I mean, they're probably going to ship out uh, apparently Jake Middleton has some very yes. very big interests. I mean, he's been playing fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um was it Middleton and possibly Burns uh Bonino or not Bonino. Um Cogs. I always mix them up. Cogliano. Yeah. Uh, because Cogliano brings the PK which when you when you have a team that's elite most of them don't have great PKs because they have too many skilled players. Skill players yeah. So they don't want their skilled players to be doing all those heavy minutes. Right. So that's why they would bring in someone like Cogliano. Uh, I mean, I always go back to Barkley Gaudreau. 
we never expected him to get traded because he had two years left exactly. on his contract, yeah. and it was shocking that Tampa Bay had got him, and it worked. Yeah. They won a cup. So um, I think uh, we could see, like, Nick Bonino go. Yeah. Um, who's the other one that had two years? Uh, Matt Nieto yeah, has I mean, two years. Nieto That's another guy. Too. Those are two guys that are probably the best penalty killers on the team. So if your team is... You you have a very good contending yeah. team, a great power play, but your penalty kill is like twentieth. You're gonna be like, we need to fix that before we go into playoffs because that's gonna just absolutely kill us. I want to say Lyle here is saying sale, folks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything must go. Please don't sign Hurdle to eight years, repeating the cycle of bad contracts and sending us back. I have to agree. Now, as much as I love Hurdle, I think signing Hurdle to an eight year contract would be a mistake. If if he signs, I'd like to see it like four years. But yeah. he wants term. He's he, gonna, of course he does. This yeah. is gonna be his last big contract. Yeah. He's because in four years from now he'll be what is he twenty eight right now? He's late twenty. Yeah, I forget how he is. Uh, he's twenty eight. So four years he'll be thirty two. Nobody's gonna sign a thirty two year old for bigger money than you'd sign a twenty eight year old. So right. he's gonna want to get that money. And he's underpaid. He's completely underpaid. Totally Five point six. And and the Sharks know it. And um, everyone's like, oh, why doesn't he take a team friendly contract? He already did. He's been on team-friendly contracts. That's you can't the thing. take yeah. team-friendly contracts your entire career. Yeah. You need to get paid. That's why Kevin LeBanc is making 4.75. He took a team-friendly contract for that, that one year at $1 million, and then he got reimbursed for it, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I agree with you, though. It would be a mistake uh, to, to sign him to eight years, especially with knee problems and things like that. You know, it's... You don't want to take chances with that um, down the road here because we're going to, as much as you like the guy, I mean, everybody loved Mark Edward Vlasic just before they signed him to the $7 million deal. Another guy that had a lot of team friendly deals up until that last one. Right, right, exactly. So you're kind of in the same boat where he was a guy that was loved on the blue line, Mm -hmm. uh, had the team friendly deals, uh, and he, you know, basically got paid. He got the contract that he, you know, deserved to have for all of his playing uh, previously. And now everybody kind of hates the guy and dumps on him, mm-hmm. but it's because they they paid him what they should have been paying him, and they gave him some term. A market correction, if you will. Sure, yeah. This guy loves loves that term, market correction, for everything. For everything. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay, sure. So anyway, uh, I, 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 would, uh, I would hate to have Hurdle be on the team for eight years beyond this for the sole reason that the fan base would end up turning on him, just like they they've turned on on Hurdle. I'm sorry, on, on Vlasic. Yeah, you know they would turn on. I him. could see that they totally would. Just like Coacher. Yeah. Just like uh, who else is highly paid right now? Well, Burns, Burns, Carlson, Vlasic. Yeah, all the high paid guys. As soon as you make that big contract, you're no longer going to be the fan favorite. It's because now you're hurting the team. Yeah. You're not helping the team. You're yeah, hurting the team. Exactly. And, and I, I would hate for that to be the case with Hurdle. The guy, I, I like the guy too much. I wouldn't want to be sitting here in five years talking about how much we shouldn't have signed Hurdle. To the, you know what I mean? All so. right. Front end Zen. Always need to pay players for their present value, not their past value. How do you know what their present value is? That means their their contracts need to fluctuate based yeah. on how they perform. Right. Right. So Can't you need you need incentive laden contracts. Right. So when they hit these certain bonuses, sure that could work, but it's just that's not how it's set up. That's not how it works. So yeah, it's I don't think it's as bad as baseball. Baseball is like the worst, where the bigger contracts right. are guys that are way over thirty. See, and and the thing is, what you said isn't even entirely wrong, right? Pay them for what their current value is. 
the thing is they're signing them at that point in time for what their current value is, right? Uh, and part of that value isn't just how good that player is. It's taking into consideration, again, for a guy like Kevin LeBanc, he took a one-year one million. Well, that's part of the, what you're worth to us, right, for that next contract. Mm-hmm. That you were able to do a one-year, $1 million deal with us uh, previously, we're working that into your next contract for what you're worth because giving us that cap relief was worth something to us, and we're going we're gonna to pay you for that. In so, the same way that getting cap relief by trading, right. you're going to get something back for that cap relief, right? So it's worth something to you. So I think it's the same thing happens when it comes to paying players uh, for uh, you know on their next contract, giving them a little something extra uh, for what they had given you previously to help you stay competitive or to help the team out with with the cap, whatever the case was. I think they worked that into the deal uh, just a little bit. So. I, the Athletic has this great feature of player cards. I think mm. you've seen it. Yeah. The player cards kind of take into account uh, their current production, what their salary is, what kind of based on how they're performing, what their salary should be. Right. So right now, I'm just looking at these right now. Timo Meyer is $6 million. Uh, he sh- he's playing like an $11 million forward. <laughs> Logan Couture is making eight. He's playing like a six point nine million. See, it's not that bad. I don't hate on that though. No. Oh, we could have saved a million, but no, we just Jonathan Dolan making yeah. eight hundred thousand dollars. Oh playing boy, like a two point six million dollar player. Yeah, uh, Hurdle salary five point six million. He's playing like a nine point six million. I mean, he's underpaid. Yeah, but a lot of these guys are underpaid. Yeah, we have some that are over, but there's a lot. Barabanov. Okay, go ahead. Barabanov, one million dollar salary. Mm-hmm. He's playing like a four point three million dollar. Player. That's almost a Kevin LeBanc. Right. Not quite. <laughs> Who else you want it? No, but okay, the, the point again is you say pay the player what they're worth. Dude, if we did, we'd be paying a whole lot more, right? If we paid everybody one-year contracts what they're actually worth every single year, you just read off a whole bunch of guys that you want to hear paying 10 million plus. You want to hear Kevin LeBanc? Oh boy. His I'm salary scared. is 4.7. I'm so scared. His market value is 3.2. Really? That's not that bad. He hasn't played a lot this season. I was going to say, is that factor in that he's missed it's, games? It's based on what he's done this okay. season. He's playing like a $3.2 million forward. Well, I hope other That's teams see that it that bad. way because I wouldn't mind making a trade uh, to, to get a $3.something million forward off of the books. Right. Uh, or, sorry, it's 4.7 really, but like, you know, get, get uh, last value one. back for that guy. Last one because oh. this guy has been in trade talks. Jacob Middleton. Yes. He's getting paid $700,000. Okay. Um, you already know the answer. I was going to say we should probably guess on this. I would love to give it to the community to guess, but we know with the, the lag and everything, it's going to be a yeah. while back. So um, what's he What's he uh, worth according He's to He's playing like a $4.1 million defenseman. See, and again. That's value. That's, you could that Exactly. That's value. So you could pay that player the 4.1 what he's worth, right? What he's currently worth. You could do that, but... Then you're kind of handcuffed even more with the mm-hmm. cap. So there are certain guys, and we always focus on the guys that are underperforming, right? We always focus on those guys. But there are lots of players in the team that are on entry-level contracts or on cheap deals because they don't really have the NHL experience, but they're stepping up in a very big way. Uh, so in in a sense, it kind of all ends up balancing out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so while I agree that you need to pay a player what they're worth again, you're paying them what they're worth from what the start of that contract. You can't, you can project what you think they're going to be worth later on, but 
that only goes so far. And especially when they're helping you out with cap in previous seasons, taking a hit, team-friendly discounts, you have to kind of take that into account when you're you're structuring that next contract, I think. Kellen Foster, I actually would like to know what Kane's value is. I just Ooh. looked it up. His salary, because he had to get bonuses and stuff, it's 2.1 Two million. million. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's his market value seven point five. What was he making again with the Sharks? Was it seven point seven? It was seven. Or seven. It was seven, seven even. Yeah, yeah. Right Say what you want. Say what you want. Um, as a player and from point point production, Doug Wilson had that one right. He had it right. Since I have Edmonton open, Connor McDavid. Oh, this God. is just fun. He makes twelve and a half million. I think he's the highest paid forward. Yes. in the league. Yes, he is. his market value. Is higher. 19.4. <laughs> he's a cheat code. He's a human cheat code. Okay, so dry side. Yeah, dry side. The last one. Last one. He makes eight and a half million. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. I'll get there in a second. Yeah, we'll get there, Lundy. We'll do one we'll more, Lundy. Just because we had Lundy. Braun, of course. All right, dry side. Eight yes. and a half million is the yes. salary. He's playing 15.3. It's just. So okay, go, let's go back to it's the last cheap. guy saying you got to pay him what they're worth. So you got to pay Connor like nineteen, and you got to pay Drysaddle fifteen. Then you have nobody. <laughs> you have nobody. <laughs> the rest of your squad is an AHL squad. They're having a hard enough time as it is with them getting paid what they're getting paid currently, which is still a, a generous amount. Yeah, and they have no depth. So yes and no. Oh, Dylan and what are Jumbo and Bronze? He wants. Okay, to know, but I got Braun right here. Okay, I'll, I'll give me a second for All Jumbo. Right. Uh, he's making one point eight. His market value is one point three. Okay, that's still respectable. Yeah, not bad. That's not bad. All right, I'll pull up Florida and I'll pull up Thornton real quick. See, this and, and again, I could definitely see. Well, people are going to want to know what Pavelski's. All right, Joe Thornton. Point. He's making eight hundred thousand. His yeah. market value is six hundred thousand. Not a huge difference. Yeah, it's whatever. Cogliano is actually negative. What? Yeah, it's market value, but the system isn't. It's designed it's more for goals points and points and, and stuff. Yeah, okay, so right, it's right. not quite Taking perfect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who's the last one I was going to look at? Pavs. Oh, Pavs. All right, Pavs is going to be high. He's going to be high, yeah. So he just signed a, an extension. Yes, he One did. year. One year extension. So he's going to be playing Dallas again. His salary is $7 million. Mm-hmm. His market value is 12.9. Pavelski uh, should be getting Connor McDavid money. Yeah. Right? Right? I mean, not, not projected McDavid money, but actual McDavid money. This, this is the sad thing. He's, he's 12.9, the yeah. highest on the Sharks. Is Timo Meyer at 11.1. <laughs> How do people look this up? Oh, yeah. This is on The Athletic. Um, this is a special thing. This is not from Corey. Yeah. Corey helps with it for the shark stuff. But um, this was from Don. Oh, his name is a lot Lashinsky? of C's and Z's. Yes. Lashizen. 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 Not going to work Lashizen, anymore. yeah. And Shannon Goldman helped on it, too. So those two people put these cards together. They do it for every team. I mean, I don't want to... Show everything that they do because it's a, it's behind a paywall, right. and I I did kind of give off a lot here, but uh, it's awesome. It's pretty cool because it it looks like they they basically said I loved player hockey cards growing yes. up, so they put all of their stats, what they're kind of the whole model is like expected goals for when they're on the ice, all kinds of different yeah. things. So, um, but again, it's based more on scoring right. than it is like penalty killers like right. Pogliano. So those guys are going to get hurt a little bit, but right, right. um. 
it's pretty cool. It's cool to see. It's visually very pleasing because it, yeah. it looks like a player card. They have a picture of the player with all of their stats. Like you'd flip over the card, and then it gives you all that stats. Yeah, I, I can't imagine anybody at the athletic gets upset. I mean, we're, we're trying. We're, we're pumping them up right, right now, right? So right. We're, we're, we'll say it again. If you're not a member of the athletic, it's definitely <laughs> worth the cost of the cup of coffee that you would have had. Lundy um, just said, "I got my answer. I don't need the side anymore." However, they update it. They update it they do. during the season. It's not just a one yes. and done. So it gets updated as as like certain players it's, are getting hotter and yes. or colder. It is so. alive. It yes. is evolving ever so much. Yeah. So uh, check out the athletic. Uh, it's it's actually really good stuff. And again, uh, with Kevin uh, Kurz no longer covering the Sharks, he's with the Islanders now. You've got Corey Massasak who is doing the writing for the San Jose Sharks. A different voice, a different way of doing things. Uh, Kevin was a little less on the numbers side, and Corey is very much into the statistics. So if that's the way that you kind of like to see things, he's definitely up your alley. And again, some people just for whatever reason didn't really like Kevin. I liked Kevin. I think he was a good guy. But if you just didn't like Kevin, it's it's a different voice. So maybe give that a go. You might enjoy it. Uh, and if you want to check out Corey, we interviewed him back in December, right true. before he moved out here. So he was still living in, uh, was it Long Island? I think it was Long Island, <laughs> New Jersey. You drove him back remember. to the, his, his hotel. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, I, I got to get a new yeah. I gotta get an Uber. Nah, we'll drive it. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, you know, good guy, really good. I didn't guy. realize at the time he didn't yeah. have a car because he wasn't living here, so he had Ubered all the way over. I'm like, dude, I'll drive you home. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. Really nice guy, uh, and he loves food. He's a foodie. Oh. so if anyone has recommendations on food, he's always asking. You can tweet him up and hit him up and say, hey, this spot's really good yeah. in San Jose. You should yeah. check it out. I think he's living around the Willow Glen area, so nice. he's, he wanted to be close to downtown. So do do us a favor, okay? If you would like to uh, follow Corey on Twitter, please uh, hit that follow button and then uh, tweet at him or at us at the same time or whatever and just let him know, hey, uh, following you now, courtesy of the Fin Factor. Sure. Let him know. Yeah. Let him know we're uh, we're funneling some, uh, some views his way. Perfect. There you go. Good stuff. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and you can funnel some views our way by, again, hitting that share button, uh, retweeting. God, I'm good at this. Um, hitting the share button, retweet us out there, get us out there. If you're not uh, subscribed to the channel, please go ahead and hit the subscription uh, button there and hit the notification bell. When we go live, you'll see us going live, uh, and we'll all be able to have our nice conversation. If you're a fan of the show and you know some other Sharks fans that don't know about yeah. us, feel free to send it their way and see if they... Also enjoy it and get them to subscribe. Absolutely. And if they're not enjoying it, force them to. <laughs> Watch if it. you're enjoying the show, please hit the like button as well. That's all well and good. Uh, if you don't like the show, well, I mean, we don't really like you either. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, what's Paul's card say? What's Paul, yeah, what yeah. does my card say? Paul's a negative. I'm a negative. For I, sure. Uh, for sure. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, maybe that'll be the next time we do a, a roll call. Do you guys want What's me? our value? What's our value? Our salary is zero. <laughs> it's actually negative. Our salaries are negative. <laughs> What's All our right. value? Yeah. Um, well, any any other comments, questions we can do here before we close out? Or? Um, I don't know. This is all the stuff about the cards and stuff. Um, People just asking, how about this player? How about this player? Yeah. Yeah, they're asking. Check out the athletic. You can look them up for yourself. And uh, again, I think it's worth the the, the cost. So yeah. they're all also always running sales and stuff too. So keep an eye out for those. Right. Good. Anything else? We're done. Think we're done. Guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm not going to give you the whole spiel again about uh, going to the store and buying all of our stuff. Although I'm just going to 
say it again. Go to our store and buy all our stuff. Um, and I just want to say again, thank you for tuning in. We really do enjoy uh, doing the comments and everything with you guys, doing it live. It's great. Lundy, thank you so much for supporting the show with the Super Chat. Uh, appreciate you every single time, buddy. Thank you so much. For Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And we will see you guys next no, not next week. Oh. Trade deadline if there's trades. Oh, yeah. If there's any trades, we should say that. If yeah. there's any trades, we're going to be covering them with a live. Just Paul. Just Paul. I'm going to be leaving. Well, I'm leaving Sunday, so if anything happens this week, I'll be here. But I'm gone all next week, so. So I will see you guys. <laughs> next week. At some point next week. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. If there's, if there's a trade to announce, obviously it's going to be a little more urgent, and we'll do it then. But otherwise... It looks like I might be flying solo for uh, the next week here. So uh, I'll see you guys whenever I do. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com, where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.